0: Welcome to Be The Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I invite you to take a moment to rate my podcast and click subscribe. This helps people learn about Be The Scandal and gives them the opportunity to join this journey of radical self-love. Now let's jump into the episode. I want to start this episode with a short story, one that, if I had to guess, you might really identify with. A few days ago, we had the opening call of the Sacred Rebel Collective. If you don't know about it, it's a membership that I created to support women in going from feeling stuck in their insecurities, low self-worth, and overpowered by their inner critic, to a life connected to confidence, sustainable self-love, and liberated authenticity, and just as I share that mission statement, I just want to be present in the energy of what we're creating here, but that's not what this episode is about. So if you want to learn more about the collective and this membership, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can find it, but let's hop back to my story. The actual call went great. And we even spent some time together after the call in what we love to call like a happy hour, just chatting more casually and getting to know each other on a more personal level. If I'm being honest, I was really feeling on top of the world because this membership site is something that has been on my heart since 2018. And finally, it was here. When I hopped off the call, I connected with my boyfriend. We chatted about the call and celebrated. Then I went to bed and I started to feel this overwhelming anxiety. When I say I was feeling overwhelming anxiety, what it really was, was panic deep in my chest. I had a moment where I was able to observe the intensity of the anxiety that was actually happening in my body. And I really thought, okay, I might actually have a panic attack. It was that intense. So at this point, when that anxiety is growing and growing, I'm laying in bed and I'm trying to get to sleep. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to figure out why the heck am I so anxious? And honestly, I'm doing my best to make it go away. (laughs) We've all been there, right? We feel that big, overwhelming emotion and just want to do whatever we can to make it go away. Now, it's slightly embarrassing to admit how long it took me to come to this moment, But I finally had a moment when I was like, wait a second, I'm not actually doing that thing that I teach. And that is to allow the emotion to exist without question, without prodding, just simply witnessing the emotion. So in that moment, I shifted my approach to my body and what it was communicating to me. I had a moment with myself and simply said a version of it's okay that you're anxious right now. This anxiety can be here now this is a teachable moment here because almost immediately the anxiety shifted. Now it didn't go away, but it lowered it a bit enough that I felt solid that I wasn't actually going to have a panic attack. And I'm not surprised that this happened because like I said, this is what I teach, but it was exactly what I needed to do in the moment to support myself. Just give the anxiety permission to exist. I remember even saying to myself, it would make sense that you're anxious You just birthed this big project into the world, it's here now, and you did a really good job. It's okay that you're anxious. And when I offered myself this validating statement, it lowered my anxiety even more, enough that I was able to go to sleep. But that's not where my story ends. I woke up that next morning and was anxious. Thankfully, I was able to sleep, but it was like my anxiety picked up right where it left off, and I'm sure most of you know what I'm talking about. I got out of bed and I started my morning routine and then the thoughts started really coming in. (sighs) Sometimes my inner critic can be quite thorough in the way that she berates me. I was having thoughts like that was the worst call you ever led. You did a terrible job. Everyone hates you. And different variations of these thoughts kept rolling through my head. And if you've ever had your inner critic on a tirade, you know exactly what this feels like. It's overwhelming and for me, it makes me want to shut down and hide. At this point... I'd resolved that I should just go and hide in a hole and forget this collective altogether. My inner critic is that good because she knows exactly what buttons to push. She knows which thoughts to feed me from the Rolodex of old negative beliefs about myself. But thankfully, I'm not new to interacting with this part of me. I took a moment and when my boyfriend woke up, I told him how I was feeling, what I was thinking. And being the honey that he is, he reminded me that I wasn't having any of those thoughts or emotions directly after the call. It was actually quite the opposite. That after the call, like I have already told you, I was feeling on top of the world and really proud of myself. I knew what he was saying was true. And honestly, it was helpful to have that sane reminder of the truth of the moment, which by the way, can be really helpful when you feel stuck in your negative inner narratives. Sometimes it's helpful to use someone else's eyes when ours feel clouded by the inner critic. So in this moment in the morning, after being able to shift my perspective slightly, I took a moment and did a version of what I had done the night before. I allowed my inner critic to exist and allowed her to be present in this moment. I stopped trying to fight her and I stopped letting her beat me down. I simply just said, okay, you're here and it's okay that you're here. This is inviting in that witnessing energy again. Instead of working against ourselves, my invitation here is to work with ourselves in collaboration with ourselves and allow parts of us to exist, the emotional parts and the ones that have a lot of opinions like the inner critic. And I do this because here's what I know to be true. The inner critic was born out of necessity. The critic feels like they need to exist to protect us and keep us safe and connected to those around us. So if we come at this part of us with force, and try to get it to stop what it's doing, the critic will simply get bigger and louder because this part thinks they have a job to do. Imagine getting a soldier to not defend and protect. They are trained for that job and it's their instinct. So my invitation for you, if your inner critic is loud, is to bring compassion and attunement to your interactions with this part of you. And like I used the other day, I like to use a version of, thank you for protecting me, I know you have an important job. And then a statement that really gives this part permission to exist, so something that could sound like it's okay for you to be here. This attunement can at least give you a little breathing room so that you can deepen your curiosity and reclaim the driver's seat of your thought bus. And if you're wanting to deepen your curiosity even more, I invite you to add a version of this question and imagine you're actually talking to your inner critic and asking them, what are you protecting me from? Or a version of what would happen if you didn't do this job? And just notice the answer that comes up for you. I personally don't think the inner critic is inherently bad. Yes, this part of us gets a bad rap. But here's my question. Why would we hate or shame a part of us that again was born out of necessity and is doing the job that they know how to do? A job that I would argue at some point did in fact keep you connected to those around you. This doesn't mean we need to constantly be shaming ourselves or just give our inner critic full reign, but when we can acknowledge and accept the function of the inner critic, it can make your life a lot easier when this part of you pops up. Now what I'm about to say is a pretty brief invitation to what I'm saying here, but I really want to be sure to just say it quickly here in this episode. Once we understand the function of the inner critic, aka why this part of you is being so mean to you right now. We can support ourselves in getting this need met in a healthier, more expansive way than the self-shaming that the inner critic is going to. For example, in my story, my inner critic was trying to protect me from vulnerability. So I supported myself by reminding myself the amount of vulnerability was safe and there wasn't actually anything I needed protected from. There was also a level of protection from the potential emotional pain of rejection, which again was something I could remind myself because I'm an adult and I've had a lot of life that I've lived, that I can cope with this rejection if and when that happens and really look at the evidence to support that the likelihood of that happening within this collective and more specifically within that call wasn't very high. And I want to end here. Sometimes the inner critic just needs permission to exist and a boundary. A reminder that you can cope with what it's trying to protect you from. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.